This episode of the Commoners of D&D is brought to you by Tiger Skull RPG. Tiger Skull RPG offers monthly 3D printable miniatures complete with 5e stats, digital illustrations, and loot cards. Everything you need for fully realized NPC encounters. Tiger Skull RPG is creating true print and play collectibles so you can hop right into your RPG with the latest figure. Check it out at TigerSkullRPG.com and Patreon.com slash TigerSkullRPG where you can get started for as low as $1 a month. You're listening to Satan Common where we talk about it all, not just Dungeons and Dragons. I'm AJ Cannon. I'm Dustin Foltz. I'm Seth Templin. <laughs> I'm Seth Templin. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm Tyrell. Started over. I just wanted to mess it up. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm. Ron you were Burgundy. going too fast anyway. No. Right. And I'm. You're Ron listening Burgundy. to say it in common, where we talk about it all, not just Dungeons and Dragons. I'm H.A. Cannon. Set simple. Uh, Dustin Foltz back for another episode. Tyrell Merle. Anthony Tate. You messed it up again. <laughs> no, Tyrell's got to go before Anthony. Dustin, you're last. Oh, oh, oh! I, I don't know. I just felt like I don't I was know cute. why it really doesn't. It matter. doesn't matter. We can do it this way this time. Does it, does Let's try our again. Our fans are going to be so angry. All, yeah, I was just here. It's okay. All okay, Debbie wait, wait, of you. Wait. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. You're listening no. to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's AJ. It's it's order of who started coming on the pod. Yeah. So it was me and Seth first, and it was I did the intro. So it was me because it's his Seth. thing. Right. No, it's yours. All this needs to stay in the podcast. It's your idea. <laughs> then Tyrell came to the ne- to like the third episode, yeah, and we so like he we, he added. Then you came to like the fifth or sixth episode. Yeah, let's do like a blooper reel. Bloopers are great. We'll just leave this in here. This is the yeah, intro. Yeah, this is awesome. All right, we're keeping it so common. <laughs> keeping it common about episode 13, which we just did a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Deja vu. Glad to be back. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you came here for the... Fourth time in a row. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen Dustin this many days in a, or like that close together in my I, life. That, He's been here a lot since my sister's wedding, and now this. That is a go. comment that I made when I was like, "Man, I shaved off like ten minutes getting here for my two and a half hour drive." And when you think about it, it's because I've been here more in the past two months than the, all last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what D and D will do for you. Yeah, I wish you just move here. Brings people together. Just come play. Yeah, just why don't you just move here, Dustin? Yeah. There's plenty of schools. They'll hire you. Yeah. And then you can get me a job, too, and then we'll just work IT together. Right. Yeah. And then and take me, me, and, into your me and AJ live together. Yeah. Or you can, you know, come to, you know, my, where my wife teaches, and we can just ride here together. Tyrell can come yeah. live with us, too. I'll divorce my wife and come, come <laughs> let's, along. Let's be, if me, just kick her to the car. We'll live here. <laughs> Yeah, all of us in this little bitty building. Yeah, yeah. If we'll me, just convert the garage. If me, AJ, and Tyrell moved in together, that's where D&D would be. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> D&D would live You'd be coming to us, Seth. No, when I get a place, hey, it's going to be 95% studio, 5% yeah. home. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> By that, he means he's going to have a bed and a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to go to the bathroom outside. Yeah. going to cook all of his food on an open flame out front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all just the squeaking doors of Seth's place because that makes it homey. Yeah, true. I'll bring this. I, I can't imagine a podcast without a squeaky door or a dog barking <laughs> or a TV. Yeah, how many dogs do you have, AJ? Zero. Oh, it's he doesn't you can't have even one. multiply that times the number <laughs> Seth has. Yeah, no, yeah. we have zero dogs in my house right now. It, no, at your house though, you have 
Yeah. No. You have other dogs. We have zero dogs at my house. Oh my gosh. I they thought all that was died, cool. dude. He's cried about this here. I thought. No, I haven't. It's okay. This all stays on the podcast. No, we. Last year, this time, we had three dogs. No, we didn't. Susie was already dead by then. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I know what you're going through. Ginger yeah, I lost just two died, dogs right? last year. What? Ginger just died, right? She was the latest one, yeah. Yeah. That's hmm. sad. Yeah. 14 years or 13 or something. Yeah, we got her, long in, got her in 06. Good Christmas of 06. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, keeping it common. Try this again. Keeping it common. About episode 13 of the campaign that we just did at the Academy. Crazy stuff. Yes. Seth, kick us off. I love this episode. This One of the greatest episodes. Yeah, the, I, probably my favorite episode. I was kind of worried that I didn't know what was going to happen. Like... Dustin let me know the night before, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> I didn't think he was coming. But, I didn't know I was coming. So I was like, oh, gosh, how, how do I get him involved in this? I don't want him to drive four hours total and then not do anything, and you really didn't do anything. I was it's still fun. Yeah. I had, I, had, I had some important points my character needed to clarify on this episode. He had, he had a stance he had to make against the elusive Darren. <laughs> Boy, Darren got it hard this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was a fun fight. Well, what, what do we want to talk about first? We need to discuss you, AJ. Like Quincy's oh, yeah. going through changes. Surprised yeah. me, He's and I wrote the whole going man. Through changes. Nice run. Um, so, Dustin, did you not know I was going to go with the Wild Soul? Or? I know, and it's not that I knew you. It's not that I didn't know. I didn't know Seth was going to put anybody in there without their collars on, and oh. you would teleport out. <laughs> I was yeah. like. That's, that's I was savage. So hoping I would roll that. And I was uh, hoping you were gonna let me do that. I didn't know if you were gonna let me do it in there. Oh that. yeah. I didn't know what was happening. Technically, it was supposed to be a space you can see, so we didn't really do it right. Hey, that's, it it's okay. Quincy door. doesn't know what he's doing. Right. That's yeah. It's good. There were there were a couple other things that I noticed too. Besides besides the yeah the space you can see, I guess that I, I didn't actually know that. I, Thematically I saw, and story wise, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. his magic glitched and he comes out and right. I mean, where, where else not would a, he be focused? It's not a mechanic point. yet, and you did actually travel to who was talking to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So AJ was a uh, frenzy, uh, berserker, a berserker yeah. barbarian. My least favorite barbarian. This is all, de- uh, yeah. Dustin's fault. Dustin's like, you should do Wild Soul or something. It was the only the only one that fit was berserker. Yeah. For for what. I for mean, I, even uh, other stuff, not even just out of the player's handbook. I mean, everything. Oh, like, yeah. Path of the Totem doesn't make any sense for Quincy. No. He's he's only a barbarian because he's mad. So, uh, yeah, no, I understand. Ancestrals that. really wouldn't have worked either. No, we <laughs> talked about trying to make that work, and it just didn't really. It didn't. It well, was, you always planned on doing magic. So, right. like, when the callers, when I threw the callers into the game, and I realized everyone has magical capabilities, and Dustin said this too, I, a. Player character always has magical capabilities because you could go into any first level can, sorcerer. It was in my blood all along. It's yeah. always a possibility for a player. So it's always possible as long uh, as you meet the multi-classing. But I know what y'all are doing. So I know Tate is eventually going to go cleric. He's eventually going to have magic. You're eventually going to go bard. Uh, maybe I don't know. Are you? That's, are you? That's the real. I question. really don't think he will anymore. Is there going to be a barbarian? I, bard just doesn't make sense for Quincy anymore in the story. He, he's still think. a bard. He's was, a barbarian that plays music, and the, that's fine. No, I'm is, gonna work. I was gonna work. Try. I was gonna ask you some stuff. I'm not gonna do it here. So, yeah. like, so here's no, the thing. No, I'll ask you. Okay. If he's made the switch from from 
uh, frenzying. Yeah, from frenzying to wild magic or whatever it is. Wild soul. Wild yeah. soul. Like, is there any aspect of that that is left? No, we're we're completely getting rid of frenzy. Okay. He kind of worked through it. Like he was, when you frenzy, you go into a normal rage, no. and then you can also go into a further rage later whenever you want. You don't have to if you want. So. The way AJ's been playing this is like when he gets super pissed, or usually if someone There's gets hurt. There's a second hurt, trigger. Yeah. If yeah. someone gets hurt, that's usually his second trigger. So, um. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. What are you doing? Yeah, so anytime that AJ would see one of his companions get hurt or something, he would usually go into his frenzied rage. And so he kind of started using this during the game. Um, I use this like when I... There's been this thing where AJ's been trying to control his rage a little bit. Quincy has, I should say. He's been trying to control his rage. So when he's being tortured this first time, and I I was super excited to do the torture. I've been waiting to do that. I was super excited to see it happen. Pretty fun. So when he's using the rage and then he goes a bit further... Since she's pushing, we might could have like held it out a little bit longer, but I mean, it's hard to. Oh, yeah. You know, you could do like cutscenes in a movie or something, but in a D and D game, it's it won't get to the point. Right. Uh, so yeah, you start letting this magic go, and then because you were frenzied it, during the fight, I use like, well, can I go ahead and rage again? Because that's part of frenzy. It's like, yeah, sure. And I don't. If you want to keep that part, that's interesting. Like I said during the game, it's gonna. DMs love when their players burn through their uh, their abilities. So yeah. if you want to burn through three rages, just hoping you'll get a certain uh, roll of the die on that, that's pretty wild, as in Wild Soul anyway. And it makes, yeah. risk, it, makes it to where later, if we have another fight that you weren't expecting me to bring out, then you don't have your cut-in-half hit points, you know? True. So. Well, that... Uh, yeah, I was worried about it being overpowered. But the circumstance that happened was not normal. Right. You're not normally surrounded by surrounded that many by, people. Right. And when you are, I mean, hey, more power to you. You're, you're yeah. a, tank, a, tank, a tank among tanks. You're not always going to roll that, and you're not normally going to be surrounded by 11 people. Yeah, right. I mean, that was... Yeah. It looked, it no, looked overpowered. No time. saving throw is really gnarly, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that, if anything happens with that particular ability, I would say consider a saving throw. You're going to kill some common people like that, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You will 2d8? Was it, I no, it was 1d8. Oh, was well, it? Well, that's why he's got to learn how to control it, but. You roll a 7 with 1d8? Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Or that, was it that a d10? Right? Well, still, I mean, that, that, that that's why this one. I thought you rolled 2 die and you just got a mediocre roll. Yeah, so it's no, not I think that it was overpowered. Maybe a D10. Oh, anyway. Well, you could have rolled one and got eleven, and right. you got nothing the first out of time. No, I just happened to get. Yeah, yeah that your enroll is what did a lot of that because yeah. you can't always guarantee you'll roll a high number with a high number of people around. Right. And like Seth was saying, you'll burn through a, more of your rages that way. Now, when you get fourteenth level, that's going to be broke. Rage, rage again. Unlimited rage. Eventually, you have unlimited rages. Yeah. That's when it's going to be nasty, and so that's going to probably be like, okay, we're going to do something about this. <laughs> when you're just, I'm going to rage every turn well, until see, I get what I that, want. I didn't think about that. That's I the thing, though. Okay, so Quincy may not be 14th level barbarian. 
You so, know what? That makes an excellent point. Yeah. That's an excellent point. Well, what I was what I was going to ask you, I wasn't sure if I should ask you. Like, okay, Quincy, now that he knows he can do magic, and then this last fight, I mean, that it was kind of me being me. Like, Quincy wouldn't have known how to control that stuff, right. but I was just using it because I really wanted to win that fight, and all that was left was me and Orin out there. So I missed a part of that. What was the ruling with the temper HP? If he rages again, he definitely loses yeah. it, but he yeah. didn't know it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was using the teleport like crazy, trying to do everything I could to win. Yeah. But I think that's also—I mean—that's Quincy figuring out. Okay, this is what I can do now. Let me try to use it. Yeah. I think it, I was kind of role playing it in, and he was kind of figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he's learning how to fight at this place. Yeah. Right. But that leads to my question. Okay, so he's been learning how to do melee combat and combat. And I mean, mm-hmm. shooting bows, whatever they're doing. Yeah. But. What's what's to say now that he knows that he can do magic? Can he ask to learn some magic? Can he like go do what Thren's doing? Like, can I switch classes? Can I do some different? Like, can I, I go kinda, to some? I different- told y'all early on, if y'all once we got to level five, if y'all wanted to tra- change. Your class, I would let you this one time at level five. No, I don't want to change my class. I just want, I'm just trying to make it make sense how he knows magic. And that way, if he ever learns, I mean, like how to control his rage, he can still do magic if he's a bard. Well, I can I mean, cast spells. If you, if you look at this honestly, like if, if you look at this as character progression, you know, Quincy was not a man of, of rage. He was not a, right. a man of murder. But then, like, Bad circumstances happen. You start murdering. You start raging like a barbarian, you know. And then, like, naturally progress, you know, that. Your your rage keeps building and building until, like, something snaps inside. Like, some latency comes out and you start, like, casting magic. Right. You know, that was there the whole time. You didn't know it. But we're set up in this great environment to learn stuff. So what's to say I can't go to some wizarding classes and if learn? If you want to, if you yeah, Victoria'd be the person you want to talk to. Okay. Ironically, actually, no, Bryce. Bryce, Bryce. Yes, yeah. I don't know if you want to. I can actually tell y'all what Bryce is. Well, he would probably come to Gillard to ask. So expect yeah. that, Dustin. Yeah. And another thing I was going to say, you could, you, I mean, the way you all role-played it, it works out excellently, too. The rage has tapped into dormant magic that Quincy always had mm-hmm. in another way. And now it's just a matter of you're now aware of that you have potential. Even though you can use your rage to tap into it, you could still use your music, which is how a bard taps into their right. magic. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't really know much about the way the bards function, but I know that you know it's it's always it's always through art. And honestly, you could make rage your art now. Like that could become part of your art. <laughs> yeah, like, anything it can be an art. Bards they get stereotyped a lot, but you could be a bard of anything. You could be a bard of art. Yeah, um, I love Quincy because he could be the bad guy of the next campaign. Like the Don't way you're that. playing him, like he is just always right on the knife's he's edge. He's towing the line of falling yeah. over. Oh yeah, with uh, stealing all the time. No, yeah, he's he's classic murdering. Murder. He is classic chaotic good. Mm. Yeah, there was nothing chaotic good about ripping off old man. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't well, a chaos. He's you know. he said it in the game. It's desperate times. I'm just doing this because I'm trying to survive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's putting yourself. That's 
I mean, listen. That's pretty evil. In a way. Because evil is all thinking about he yourself. He worked for that money. It wasn't like he just went in there and, and held the guy at gunpoint. I deserve it. We did. It was 15 gold. Neutral guys. evil. It was 15 gold. It was a bag of holding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I paid the consequences for that. Yeah. I just we, felt like that's no, what he could do. Quincy paid. didn't. Quincy, AJ did. Quincy has never held <laughs> 300 gold in his hands before. But how is this guy yeah. going to know if I take 15 gold off the top? I mean, come on. That's another thing that'll teach, like, especially the, the, the four original players, that'll teach y'all to like appreciate the world. Starting when you were like, you know, how much to stay at an inn? Oh, just four silver. Oh, okay, penny pension. And then eventually, once you get enough quests behind you, you're going to be like, what's that? By the what's end. that? It's five silver. Here's four gold. Screw yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got a sack of 5,000 gold that I don't know if, if it exists. If I it love was that. Put, I love that he I kept mean, that with y'all. Oh, great. man. It was poetic justice. It was back. ugly. I, can, I mean, if y'all escape, y'all can take whatever y'all want. Whatever we find. Mm-hmm. I am so nervous. Y'all need that. to... This is something I don't want to, like, tell y'all to do, but, like, I need to think of a place to put stuff. <laughs> I, I, I told Seth... I mean, I'll, go back to I, we, Juniper Grove. Me and Seth have talked about escape, and Seth was like, I want them to plan it. And I was like, less work for me. Because I didn't know how y'all were going to escape. This is a real prison, guys. Oh, yeah, we don't Speaking know how to escape. We're going to end up dying in there. Speaking of which, we had like so many opportunities. I mean, I don't know how I could have wrote it out for Darren any better. And I was oh, yeah. like, like I told you guys. I don't know why y'all didn't just say Darren. Like, we got to steal the ring now. Well, I mean, that was that was the thing. Is, I, is I, I didn't it. think it was a good idea. Huh? At the, at, wait, <laughs> with the archers... I thought to myself, this is a bad idea. Let's not do it when there's archers here. But then, I don't like, believe there were archers there. There were a lot of eyes. Y'all, y'all the, archers, the archers, you're usually made no, aware. I think you did say that they were archers. There were oh, archers, they were. but then they had, they had I've, I think you had said something about them like changing shift or something. I don't, I don't know, remember. maybe. I don't remember now. But there, there was starting out a lot of I they were there the first time because I was outnumbered. Uh-huh. And my thought going in there was, if they all come at me, I will not be able to take all of them down. I will take some of them, most of them maybe. Mm-hmm. I would kill you first, Tyrell, because you're the threat. You're he knows who to go. Magic for. is nasty. You don't. You're play the around throat with that. of right. this group. Yeah. He's gonna go straight for you. Yeah. Cameron's getting I, strong. Yeah, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron is getting strong uh, because warlocks. Warlocks are very impressive. Barbarians are nasty, especially the hexblade. As soon as Cameron turns those cantrips around on Seth. And make some uh, offensive. Like I think he's just started with maddening hex from, uh, from episode twelve. As soon as he starts turning those those not cantrips, as soon as he starts turning around those eldritch invocations and gets the power out of them, he's gonna be he's gonna be a powerhouse. You can turn a warlock into a pseudo paladin, and just what's that? I crit. Oh, okay, you're gonna just stomp somebody with a spell slot. <laughs> it, it's called uh, eldritch smite. I've told Cameron about it. I'm hoping he switches over to it because y'all don't have a paladin and y'all could really use that. Instant burst damage, and he's got that improved critical. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm just ready to. He doesn't have the improved critical, does he? He had, when he hexes someone, oh, okay. he does. Sorry, go ahead and take. I am. Oh, oh, you know what? Never mind. I was gonna say I'm so excited. I'm, I'm ready to be a cleric, but I was, I, I was just gonna make the comment on this, um, on this episode. This is the episode that I both rediscovered, and also wanted to forget that I had great weapon fighting. <laughs> because 
Lord. I mean, every time I used it, yep. Every time you didn't. Every time I didn't. Oh, 14, I was, I was so, so freaking Those, mad. The, uh, the ones that had shields had an AC of 16. 16. Pretty Dude, hard. Dexter's okay, rolls. Hold on. Armor. Why? Why? They had armor. We didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it until I heard Tate say, this is my AC. This is what it's supposed to be. I'm like, didn't we tell them to get equipped? We didn't mention armor. I didn't know there was no. armor. We would have easily you didn't have won to worry that. worry about it. Yeah, Tyrone the way that, that worry about it. The way that kind of played out is Bryce looks smarter than uh, Gillard right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they also look the volunteers look better equipped. They yeah. look better I mean, taken care of. And it's kind of, it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, like we're gonna make sure our boys in a taken school care. bully sense kind of thing. They're the preppy kids, and y'all are the yeah. the we're losers the club. Right. Yeah. yeah, they are what you could have been had you volunteered to be there. Right. The yeah. The prefects. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the torturing was fun, interesting. Darren <laughs> trying to steal the shiv. Putting Darren in there was that a huge was surprise. funny. That was just I, random. I think it was just a component. I don't think he was really trying to shiv anybody. I think, I think it was just a component for a spell. Maybe. Oh no, I thought he was. No, I think he's trying to make a knife. No, because he was talking about how he needed something metal for one of. His I think spells. he was trying to oh, pick okay. a lock. Yeah. Um, okay. The only thing that bummed me out about Darren getting tortured is he didn't choose a different room. Yeah, I wish oh, you'd have picked yeah. one or two. So I wanted to see what, what the, I wanted. There. I wanted to go through all four. I'm hoping y'all go through all four rooms as messed up as that is. I mean, Urist, we told him to take room two. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. So we'll yeah. know what's in there. Whenever yeah. he left with. Right. Uh, well, you told Cameron to pick room two. I don't think you told Urist. No, no, no we told. Oh, no, Urist. you did. We you, didn't tell. Because you want to know what the torture is like. Room one or two. Yeah, that, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah, we said we want to see what's in room two. Because I mean, I I figured. If we're looking at this map that you gave us, if it is truly what we're looking at, if this, if I was actually Buck, what do you think was, room two is? I just won't verify. It. Room two, curious. I don't know if there's anything in it. I, in, in all honesty, whenever, whenever I, whenever I saw those three, I saw something in room one, something in room three, and something in room four. I was just thinking, okay, if this is a, you know, which door is the right door? You go into room two, there's nothing there. It's just dead silence, and they question you. You know no, what I, mean? I don't think so. The, there's something in the corners. The corners are rounded. The corners are rounded. I don't. I do know that but. there is no correct door. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really excited to see all those. And for those of you homebrewers out there that want to make a room to torture your players, you won't find that anywhere online. I made that myself because when you look up fifth edition how to torture somebody with mechanics, it no. doesn't exist. No, so they don't well, like torture in D and D anymore. That, well, in third edition, there was a book all about like torture. torture. It was it was a weird book. Oh, that, it had like it had some like it was into the like rape things. Like it was Jeez. creepy. Well, some that, enhanced yeah. negotiation. It was like was yeah. it the book of vile darkness? Maybe that oh, sounds right. Yeah. It sounds like a that might have been what it was called. I mean, well, we actually explored that. In nope. The, okay, never mind. It's not that book then. I, so I, I approached it where. I wanted the rooms to just to represent different ways of making someone miserable in, in a variety of forms. But I figured mechanically it needs to function the same. One room shouldn't be worse than the other. So I just figured the two aspects of torture is the physical effect and the mental effect. So I went with constitution and wisdom. And I figured after after successive fails, you have you have an effect. Seth turning the interrogation around and demanding something from him by her persuading him, that's probably the one of the most savage uses of that room. Because constant wisdom fails, which will happen from almost anybody who's not a cleric 
druid or a ranger, maybe one or uh, oh, or a monk. Um, basically, anyone that's not those three more than likely will fail those. And I don't. I guess I'm just I'm just curious to see how he can force information out of you. That wasn't really something that I came up on. I, I, I always I kind of made it with the with the uh, the aspect in mind. Torture does not yield results, so it actually makes y'all worse at doing whatever you want to accomplish. And then that warden thrives off of that. If you lie to her, more than likely you're going to fail. She's going to know that. She's going to know you lied. That gets her somewhere. Mm-hmm. You tell her the truth. I mean, you're more. You're not probably not going to convince her, but anything gets her a step forward. Then Seth turned it around. And he's like, she's going to persuade you to tell him, tell her. Would you? I was like, oh. Well, the reason I did that is because like the way torture works is you're going through so much pain that you want to get it over with by giving an answer. Playing around a table, y'all aren't in pain. So right, like, yeah. So yeah. there has to be a way of like, okay, I need some kind of answer. And I even said, I'm going to give you the opportunity. You can lie yeah. or you can tell the truth. Uh, but and she need, like there needs to be a way to get some kind of because there's nothing to stop y'all from just no, nah, I'm not going to talk. No, nah, yeah. I'm not going to talk because like she can't Darren do anything. Yeah, yeah, what Darren did. I can't do points, anything to you. Points of exhaustion are no joke in D and D. As soon as I saw them, I recognized them as a clear. Points of exhaustion are the best way to kill a high level player, without a doubt. There are there are magic ways of inflicting it's exhaustion, just six hits. and then and then players can make bad decisions and get exhaustion naturally, thinking oh whatever. But then the DM turns around and, and magically casts exhaustion on you with there's a couple like uh, innervation or something. There's a, there's one or two spells I've looked it up because I was curious how like how dangerous is exhaustion. You can die in those torture rooms if you fail enough saving throws. You can walk out of there with three points of exhaustion. You don't know what's coming next, and that's going to have you so debilitated. You'll die just from what comes after. So, yeah, there's uh, you can hold out as long as you want, but if if the mentality set decides to go with it is, well, you deserve to be in here longer, hmm. you will kill your character. There is genuine risk. <laughs> I promise. I don't and want, there's, also, I there's don't, also that aspect which you're talking about. If one day... One of the wardens decides, okay, we're going to torture, and then instead of letting you go to rest. your bunk and right. rest, right. I'm going to put you right out in the pit. Right. And you're either you are going, you're you're going to go up against something that you can't beat with all these disadvantages. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. What happens if you end up with four points of exhaustion, and then you come out of there, and the party's like. All right, Quincy, we're breaking out of here. You're like, I have a oh. movement speed of zero. Crap. <laughs> You're carrying me. <laughs> yeah. We have to carry him. That'll be bad. So now they move at half speed, and you can't fight. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's. I definitely wanted it to be risky. I didn't want to kill you, and I even told Seth, I was like, if you put him in there longer than six hours, you're genuinely risking their well being, because after six hours, you can improve three points of exhaustion. If you put them in there two days in a row, that's death if they failed every point. So yeah, it. I, I put a lot in. I, I really enjoyed making the mechanics of it because I didn't find anything, so it was all. I just homebrewed all of it, but I really enjoyed it. I think it accurately represents mechanically what a person would go through physically should they be tortured. It and, reminds me of that Sylvester Stallone movie where he breaks out of prisons. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, a prison break. Yeah, was it prison break? I think it's called. Prison no, that's break. a TV it's, show. Uh, no, I think there's. Is there not a movie? It's yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's three. I can't of them. think of what the name of it is. But his like his when he's forced to be alone, there's mm-hmm. one that's kind of like a bright light and a cold fan, I think, and he's freezing in there. I will or maybe say, it's hot when or something I, like that. When I created the rooms, room one was created escape first. Plan, escape plan, yeah, escape plan, yeah, that's it. I remember now. Room one was created first when I because I, I I had the idea for it first. <laughs> I think then I created room four. 
And then two and three came much later. Basically, I had to fall on the position of magic being the key for. Uh, I think the. Oh, and I, I love the name the Cruciatus. By the way, I hope I hope you all uh, appreciate oh, the name Harry Potter. Torture. I was like, what's a good name for a torture room? And eventually, I was literally looking up just dictionary words for torture, and finally. Crucio was in there or Cruci something. I was like, oh, Crucio, the torture curse, the torture room. And then, yeah, so it all came together from I there. I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah I, I, was so, I was so I happy about that name. It had, yeah. it had a nice ring to it. Yeah I, I, yeah, I loved it. I was like, that. what a great name. Yeah, I don't even know what it's like to be DMing and to have him right next to you and you'll be talking about things that he created and he'll just be going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll be like. <laughs> Especially that first episode, it's like I'm ta- I'm doing a little bit of my own thing with it. <laughs> He's like, no, that's not ha- no, no. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, there was man. something I, you just said no to me a couple of times. Like I, and I was like, I'm changing it a little bit. Right. Do, do the the EV? It's EVI and L blocks. Do those all stand for something? Yeah. Does V would stand for V volunteer. is volunteer? Uh, I is interrogation. The originally the cell blocks were totally arbitrary. I was going to do ABC ABCD. And then I was like, um, eventually, I don't remember what I did, but I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I spelled something out with this? Mm-hmm. And I think I already had volunteer, I already had last, because I was like, I don't know what represents the last block that you go through before you leave. So I already had um, volunteer and last. And eventually I was like, it's called interrogation, but technically she's getting information out of you. And at that point, I'd already spelled out evil. I just needed E. So I was like, what in the world would E block be called? Well, I finally, once again... Thank you, uh, dictionary, not dictionary, um, the synonyms, what's the one percent? Thesaurus. Thank you, thesaurus. I just went to E, and I was like, E, 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 excision. It means pruning. I was like, that's what I'm doing, the excision block. Mm. So, yeah, that's where all the names are. Okay, I, I, so I, you start in the I block, and you're supposed to get you, through well, them? You, or you start in I or V, you start and then in, you work You up. start in V or E. Um, oh, I okay. is, a, is a specialty block where they move you to. You might be moved there. Tyrell might be moved there. To, to E? To I. to I. Yeah, I is a special block. Oh, we're not block. in I. No, what are we? no you're, in you're in E. We're all you're in, in the e. pruning block. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, every every block has a purpose. The the L block is the one is the last one you'll be in, and you'll it's either graduation you'll one. either die there or you gra- or you leave from there. It's pretty mm. much the last block. Hopefully, we don't get there because we'll break out before. Then. If you man, if y'all get the L block, you've been there for a long time. A long time. We yeah. uh, we have to talk about the funniest thing possibly that's happened on this campaign yet is when the Dark Spectre was in there and we oh kept sending God. him somebody else. <laughs> it's so frustrating because he's like such a compelling character. I want to take him seriously, but it's just like. Hey man, you want to just run this all over the place? Oh my gosh! And when when I got him to go to Thren's door, (laughs) the dark messenger greetings. It said said, greetings. It was the funniest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. I absolutely lost. Yeah, you turned him edge lord into comedy lord, basically. (laughs) Yeah, I could just see him like sulking over there, like storming to to Thren's door. (laughs) him sitting there meditating on his bed. Greetings. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you were saying. I said no to now. It was the the name was supposed yeah. to be something different, but uh, it's fine. It, it, it's it's arbitrary. It didn't matter to me one way or the other. I just wanted a name for it, but yeah. That was ridiculous. What a way to end oh his... Gosh. his uh, Man. And this is just me pretty much telling y'all, I'm not... like I've given y'all everything that I'm giving you for the escape pretty much. So yeah. we just had to figure it out from here. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
We don't have a weapon to kill anybody with. We don't know how to get there discreetly. Don't need it. There's guards everywhere. Are there? This is a death trap. You haven't um, once asked if there's guards in the hallways. Yeah. There, that's the thing. Well, it's, I know the Dark Specter's coming and going as he pleases, saying that there's no But he's a ghost, know. though. Yeah, I know, but he's yeah, saying he's not really, we he's, can talk. I mean, and he's a physical manifestation. We can see him. But he's walking through walls and stuff. Though. Right, but I mean, does that mean that there's no guards? No, this, does that mean guards next, can't see him? I don't think This so. next episode, I don't know if you've got combat or whatever planned, but I think it's probably going to... We need to like gather information. So I know as as far as what I plan to do, I'm going to be asking questions and looking around, and maybe we'll see if we can get out of our cells and do something. My goal. We got to get the, the end ring of next session. I'll tell you, your best be chance is Darren. Step, honestly, Darren is your best chance. Absolutely, absolutely. But he needs to act. Mm-hmm. Is the we big thing. And y'all gonna have to. T- y'all gonna probably have to tell him. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I actually want to talk to Darren about weapon choices before before we play next time. If I'm here. Because I, I was thinking a few things, and man, his his character doesn't have any consistency, and I think that's one of the reasons he like struggles in combat. Mm-hmm. For one, hand crossbows suck. Light crossbow or nothing as a row. I mean, if, if you're going to go rogue and you don't have special proficiencies, you should probably go light crossbow. So yeah, I was actually looking at weapons today, I thinking love hand about crossbows. I think it's. I mean, it's they are. Horrible. It's thirty only thirty foot range. Right, yeah. it's thirty that's foot range, and he is known. Remember that plays an important part in my decision making. Yeah, they can outrun his damage, like he and then or he will he be a disadvantage. So it's like yeah, if he ever got in a ranged fight, he is so dead. I mean, technically he's got fifty feet of movement, but sacrificing every bonus action just to stay in range Mm -hmm. is nasty. Yeah, yeah, Darren, he definitely. Uh, he's definitely doing better with his cunning actions this time. I will say he was mm-hmm. he was he was considering them, which he wasn't really doing last time. He it's like I guess the magic just became a blocker for him last time. He was so focused on silent image and how he was going to handle that while you guys weren't here. This time he definitely focused more on being a rogue, right. which is in all honesty where where the focus needs to be this early on because when he understood how sneak attack works, I think. Oh yeah, he was all over it. Yeah, he was yeah, like once, I can he, do a bunch once of he grasped wow. that, he was all in it. Oh yeah, but. He uh Oh yeah, I was going to say like that that was one reason that I've done what I've done with Quincy as far as like his speed. I mean, I got 45 feet of movement. That's more than a, you know, a right. regular yeah, human elf or whatever. I mean, that's yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And I started out with 25. So yeah, I mean, that's why I've done what I've done because if you're if you're a halfling and you're trying to rush into battle to be the battle mm-hmm. or the the damage you soaker. You have 25 feet of movement as a halfling. You start out with 25. Okay. And then with uh, with barbarian you get extra, right? And then I took you get mobile. more, but yeah, I got to understand that's one of your struggles right now is do you keep going barbarian if when the multiplasting seven? Yeah, comes up, but so. I've I've already got my forty five feet, so right. I go yeah. bard now. It doesn't really matter, right? And I'll always have. The so you're going bard next level, correct? Level six, if that's how it plays out. And you're going uh, cleric next. I'm level? definitely going cleric. Okay. Yeah, that's another Although thing. Although right now I'm in a I'm in a slump in my faith. Do bards have to worry about? We don't. Have, they don't have to worry about like uh, like components. components and all that crap. It's no. all just explosive. nobody has to if you don't your want component to. Is your music. Components are dumb. Yeah, uh, there are there are people who play wizards that make it like it's, Liam is make makes it interesting like describing right. how the usage of all of his items are. It is mean to make a player have to pay like a hundred gold to get paper. 
to write down spells and stuff. Like, that's just... No, that's the actual cost. I know, that's cruel. What's crazy is the quantity that Matt actually describes. It's like, it's this much paper. It's like, dude, it goes in a spell book this like Yeah, that's what I'm always wondering. Why do they need that much paper? Is it just to write it down, copy it over and over and over? Right, it's because it's 50 gold a spell level. And then if, if if you're a certain evocation, it gets cut in half the price. So it's a little more cost effective. But uh, the wizard that he is, he's screwed with that. It's 50 per spell level no matter what. Right. Because he's a specialty wizard. He's not a conventional Well, one. what about spells like like Revivify where you need a diamond worth can't, forever much? Can't, no, that that's part of the game. Yeah, that's okay. just straight up that's part of the game. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and that, that was what so, you know he uh, talked about going cleric. The game changes a little bit once y'all have a healer. Right. Oh, Quincy's down. No, he's not. Yeah. And then he's Ooh. back up. He's back to fighting. Y'all don't have that. Right. So... A lot of monsters are designed when it come when you look at like what is a dangerous monster. A dangerous monster is one that can put down multiple players in a turn. So like when the, you like don't have a healer, did. it doesn't matter. They can put one person down. They've now increased their chances of success. Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, you take a person who's your fighter who is a brute, and you put him in the middle of everything where he's taking damage, and then he's also supposed to be the one that heals you. Yeah. But I'm curious how that's going to play he's out. He's going to have to learn how, to, how is to your, stay what? out a little more or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you still thinking Grave Domain? Not anymore, really. I You just seem like a war cleric to me. Isn't that bad at level 5? Doesn't he I don't know. get multi-attack? I don't know. Uh, I'm always thinking about min-maxing. I always keep that in the back of my mind. It's like is, I, if you, go, I can't. If, I love this because no one is min-maxing at all. Right. Yeah, if you except go, maybe Tyrell. Yeah, if you go <laughs> bard, really. well, he just rolled high and yeah. he got his intelligence up. No, yeah. I, that's the best thing about this game. Like min-maxing has its place and that's fun and stuff. But at a certain, uh, this is this is so y'all, sorry. Y'all need to understand like, that's part of Gillard's character. That's why he's so strong. I made him the level he is. Everything was designed based off of his current level. I didn't have to go through anything, so that's why I took. Uh, that's why I was able to take him down in one turn because my entire character. Sorry, my entire character is designed to fight. Like he is. He, I went. I don't know about min max because I mean I rolled my dice, but as far as his kit and what he can do, it's all designed for combat. Right. Because I didn't. I mean, even now I don't know. Like what kind of longevity I expect to have with the character, you know, with the, with the academy. I don't know if I'll be appearing later. So I, I, I designed the character to kill. So that's what he does, and he does it good. As far as Thren goes, I never like pretty much everything that I've done in this campaign. I've literally just been going with flow, pretty much yeah. everything. That's good. Did you take Fireball? I did. Why'd you not shoot a Fireball the other day? <laughs> okay, I used. Uh, What's that spell? This is one of. It was a cool spell. It well, no, cool we spell. didn't. We didn't really run in there because I went last. Uh, Kyle Rask ran in there. Kyle went Rask ran in there. So ran in there. He could have put it way far enough in the back that it would have not hit Kyle. Well, yeah. he ran in there after I used that spell. What spell did you use first? Uh, something wave. Yeah, uh, wave or something. No, that's too high level. No, it's. Hold on one second. What? Yeah, I cast Paul's Wave. That was the spell that I used. Uh, it was a cool spell. I didn't remember it because I don't do wizards. But a lot of things would have gone... I mean, a lot of stuff would have gone different. You cast Fireball in there. I don't know. I well, I didn't want to hit you. 
Anybody, right. anybody else that was on my hey, team? Hey, as, as someone who's played a uh, barbarian, don't be afraid to hit a barbarian with fireball. Well, I think uh, yeah, Rask I was in there. Once I'm raging, hit me with whatever you want to hit me with. Yeah. Especially if once you like, you you won't get the reckless thing that way. You at sixth level, you can get advantage on dexterity saves against things that you see. I don't think I'll get it. Well, so. I won't get it. I mean, if I take. No, I already have that. Danger Sense? Oh, you have that already? Yeah, that's a second level yeah, thing, I think. Oh, maybe six levels when you get Move, advantage uh, on initiative. Initiative, that's it. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'd love to have that. That's just a barbarian thing? Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> now, I want... Barbarian for life! No, I want Bard because... Then, I want that plus I four can, to strength at 20th level. I can heal a little bit, too, you know, if I get that... Yeah, sure. Can that go above twenty? Yes, I w- I would be so. Su- I was set up, man. man. I was set up for a bard. I know. I have an AC of fourteen. So I have a strength modifier of plus two. My con is not high. My charisma is seventeen. It's my highest stat. I haven't used it a bit except for just jacking around doing stuff, right. little stuff. So you're uh, selling those books. <laughs> yeah, I, I roll. Uh, yeah, I got some good charisma stuff out of that. Yeah. I mean. It's there. Bard is there. I just, I'm playing it. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. fine. But my AC being 14, and, and my strength modifier isn't high enough. I mean, I've got plus five to a to an attack roll. I guess that's not bad. But at the same time, like, I'm having to roll reckless on everything because I roll so bad. Right. Meanwhile, Dexter's over here. Oh, uh, that's a 28 to hit. Every time. Oh, uh, that's, that's a 26 to hit. Well, yeah. It all hits. It was Which, nice having a new player come to the table who knew how to play yeah Which, by the way how did that happen i took him out though yeah how, how did what happen how was he getting like above 20 with each roll not he had a not, 20 he had a plus eight yeah his the, his dexterity was a 20 so yeah, plus five plus, plus three. five plus the three max <laughs> uh, like, that, fighter yeah, that's why no, i just that good when and then you, but when you start five. off oh. at a higher level you can have a design in mind for right. your character and he knew he knew he was going to come in there and just knock people out with his monk so mm-hmm. he didn't worry about weapons or anything right. else like right dude that water whip was sick that was pretty right cool. at the start Kyle dude. went down so quick yeah. oh gosh it was bad yeah he did it's like what? What happened? What? What was the deal with the guard stabbing him? That was savage. I did not expect that. Wait, uh, what? Just the bully thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, when when Cohen uh, when Kyle went down, when Rash went down, the oh. guard came up and just was like, "Yeah." I'm just like, "Wow, that." I feel like that needs to be part of the academy now. They're just savage. Yeah, like, was that on a dang chaotic evil there, Seth? Maybe. Well, I mean, they're they're trained to kill, but like I've ever since that happened, I've already been thinking. I was like, man, that I almost feel like killing someone should be a graduation requirement at this point. <laughs> like, I mean, that was savage. Why would anyone do that in what was supposed to be a fight over who trains here? And I mean, yeah, Kyle would have died. If, supposed to be a oh yeah, he could have killed Kyle. <laughs> he would have killed with- Kyle the next turn, one stab, dead. Like, he had three way. attacks. He could have killed him then. Oh, he could have? Yeah. Oh. I just I, let Bryce use his reaction to stop him. Right. Um, how indoctrinated is Gillard? 
I understand he works there, so he's probably I mean, he's one of the wardens. I love Yo, that. Dog, like, dog, at the end of the game, I, I think we'd already turned it off, but Kyle's like, "You're not even a bad guy." <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Look, man. I mean, he helped us out. He's at. He's. Think, I know you're trying to. I mean, it's just like you said. It's a drill sergeant. I mean, right, he's, that, yeah, he gets on those dudes because he wants them to be good. Right. Exactly. What do you think of Bryce? Sneaky. I mean, he is. He's. He's pretty. He's been extremely friendly to y'all. I don't trust the small ones. Victoria is just psychotic. Yeah, 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 she's crazy. But that yeah. that character reminds me of what is that off of? There was a character in Oblivion that was a necromancer, sort of, more like a sorceress kind of character. But mm-hmm. she was insane, and she would like kill people and then resurrect them, and then kill people and resurrect them, and just keep doing it over right. and over again. I'm channeling Bellatrix for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And then y'all haven't even met Henry Fenris or Mm-mm. yeah, which that or, last name. I had, I had somebody whisper name. something to me, and I will neither confirm nor deny what was whispered to me. So I will just wait and see. See that last name makes me believe what? that he is a uh, wolf. Oh, he's what? He's he's in some part wolf, werewolf. Yeah, right. Fenris means wolf in Latin. Well, oh. I, either that or there's also in in North Norse mythology. Yeah. Uh, Fenrir is the the wolf that yep. um, accompanies the end of times. Yeah, I believe I, 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 I believe tracker. I I believe I chose it because it means like specifically Fenris in whatever origin. Like I said, it's been a while since I created these these uh, these wardens. I think it means like I want to say it means like honorable wolf or something. Henry was just a what name to go first. Overhill, same way. I was like. Underhill, Underhill, Overhill. (laughs) (laughs) Seth actually said it too, and I was like, "Man, I was thinking the same thing." I was like, "What's a halfling name?" And I was like, "Quinchy Potcher. That's cool. Uh, What else do I know? Overhill or Underhill? That was the name. Overhill works. Yeah, that was just total, uh, just shot. Now Bryce has meaning. His first name has meaning to his character, but his last name, I just. I think you can tell him what the name means. Um, I mean, yeah, based off of I guess what y'all seen with with how he trains his people, they're very um, over, they're overzealous a little bit. Bryce is very ambitious, so that will play like, and that plays throughout his character. If um, if y'all discover more about him later, that's what Bryce actually means is ambitious. I really want y'all to win this fight, though. Two weeks in a row losing oh a fight gosh, sucks. Dude. I mean, it goes into this narrative that we're just here to get beat up. Technically, they won the first one. Mm. I agree to that. If, if it, it was about... And I, don't, I don't feel off. like we did. Techni- no. Technically, they lost because he had to get the thing sent out of right. there. I didn't I didn't see any kind of win. As Buck, as Buck, I saw I just lost. I was just as surprised by the way Seth played that. Cause I was just, I was just the mindset. We bring in wild beasts and we have our people kill them. So when I was like, I'm not gonna let it kill all my people if it fire breaths again. They're all basically dead. So I was like, I'm gonna slash it. And, and I said, I've never seen this thing before. <laughs> I've never. Oh, I just named this thing the Golden Girls. I just, just as a joke. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then he was like, it whimpers. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go back in your cage. And now I'm gonna go whoop this gnome. It was great. Well, I, the way I see it is, you know, we're there to learn and get the crap beat out of us, and that's what's happening. So, I'm just, I'm afraid we're gonna get, we're gonna take it for granted and keep getting killed because we, <laughs> we're being reckless because we hey, think we won't die. Gonna, y'all are going to get the free feet that I'm giving y'all, which I mean, medic is a great freaking use. Like, 
If you can heal people without having to use spells, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. What all that that'll really help your out of combat. Like, what well, don't blow spells before you know we're ready. Right. Uh, med kits are cheaper than health potions, and they're actually just as good for you too. So that's the kind of thing to keep in mind. Yep. Awesome. They're half the price of a of a regular healing potion, and they're better. I think you get a D6 for your med kit. You get a D4 for a... 2D4 for a health potion, I think. Seth, you might explain to the people what we're doing with these feats, because I don't think you really have. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so because y'all are training, I wanted to give y'all a chance to get just... Not a not a serious one. Like, you couldn't get greater, Great Weapon Master or Sharpshooter or Shield Mastery, but this is just a way for you guys to improve yourselves. I, I kind of like doing this for players when they start at first level, but... I think here at fifth level, it kind of makes sense, and y'all are in a prison to better yourselves. Just so, like, um, Tate's taking medic, and that's just he's learning how to use medicine and stuff. It's going to give him some proficiencies. It's not giving any skill increases. Right, for going the ASI on all feats. It's just making, giving yourself skills and talents to use in the game yeah. just to no, give yourself ma- more options makes sense story-wise too yeah. that we'd be learning something because mm-hmm. technically without leveling up we're not going to get better at anything i want to know why tyrell chose actor <laughs> well i've got some plans for it but well, please yeah this is the time to let it go out. ahead what kind of i just didn't I, figure i figured maybe uh, AJ I already actor. have an actor background, okay, well. but I know it's not the same. But right. yeah, well, to me, it was all about like the deception part of it mainly, like being able to like deceive people, like into them thinking that you're someone else, like using like you know. Uh, uh, Is this because you were tortured and she's trying to find out about your teacher? Did you decide that based off of that, or does that? I chose before the game. Yeah, I chose. Before oh right, yeah, you're right, yeah. Uh, no, I like. I think. Well, Thren, I think, is more kind of a, not really sneaky, but just, I think he'd use his wits, you know, try to blend in, to try to, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, we're kind of like in an espionage kind of situation here. It's yeah. kind of how I'm looking at it. Like, well, yeah, it's called actor, but you you gain the ability to mimic the voices yeah. of others, and you get advantage on deception and, and advantage uh, on performance. I think it is deception. I don't. I don't know. Maybe two. Yeah, it's charisma, performance checks to try to pass yourself as a different just person. performance, deception or performance, deception or performance. Well, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about for the can- for during the campaign? Fight was good. I really, th- I really thought y'all, that if you wouldn't have changed from seventy-seven hit points, you probably would have won that fight. Dude, he would have absolutely no doubt in my mind. Darren would have focused on uh, getting sneak attacks with you just soaking up damage. Yep. You two would have won that fight. I, I, I only had thirty something left, thirty-three I, maybe. Right, but thirty-three plus thirty-three doubled because of your resistance because they weren't plus really your good. normal hit points. And that's one yeah, yeah, that the other 33. I do want to ask, do you have a grasp on temporary HP now? Yeah, I understand now. Right. I, I got well, I just added I added it at first and then right. we got really confused because I had taken damage and not subtracted from the right thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now, usually with like temporary like HP, shield. like we had this problem when Cameron first started playing, he was playing a warlock. And he every time he killed something with a spell, he'd get temporary HP. So we was like, okay, seven, fourteen 
That's not how so that not kind how of temporary works. hit points stack. work. No, yeah, it doesn't no stack. Form it just temporary. resets itself. Right. Yours is weird in the fact that you just get an unlike just a crazy ton of temporary hit points. Yeah. That's makes that a very powerful yeah. ability. Yeah. I mean, I know we've only seen two of them so far. Definitely that's the most situationally that's the most powerful skill you have. But that yeah. teleport was pretty nasty too. Nobody can outrun you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Forty five foot. I've plus got 20. ninety feet and a twenty foot teleport per turn. Yeah. One hundred and ten feet. Yeah. 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 It was sick. And if you go bard, you can get expeditious retreat, and you can have ninety feet of movement just on your turn whenever you want. If just with because uh, expeditious retreat is a bonus action, doubles your speed, and then you just have that until you lose concentration. I think that's a bard skill, right? I think Boy, they get it. I would just be like a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Monks are crazy fast. Yeah, they are. Go, got to get a ring. I think. I, a, I mean, it makes sense a, to me. Put a ring on it. Something that I kept forgetting, the, the way that the academy is built, and I've got to remember this, every time y'all cast a spell, y'all are supposed to roll a d20, and on a five and below, your spell fails. Hmm. Unless you're wearing a ring, it's just got a lingering magic in there that yep. keeps you from yep. casting. Yep. Lingering anti magic. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep forgetting it. Well, I, I don't think we ever, like, when we talked about because I, I remember mentioning it to you about the, the outer walls causing that disturbance. And we never really, like, settled on does it affect magical abilities or just spells specifically? And I don't know. I guess you, you've done it both. I, I just didn't know if, uh, if how, how you wanted to play long term, but yeah. It hasn't occurred yet, but I mean, it's only a what's that? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five percent chance. Twenty-five percent chance is high. It's it is and it isn't. It's just never know. Five, you got to roll a five. Twenty-five percent is that one that sneaks up on you when you least expect it. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Okay. Um, disc golf. Disc golf. What, what segment? Our is new this? passion. What 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 segment is this? Is this sports know. segment? Sports, sports slash so. common disc life. Disc golf is definitely sports. It's sports I mean, slash it's in our life. common lives. Right. It's become your life. Yeah, so so Seth, a <laughs> week and a half, two weeks ago, no, it wasn't even two weeks ago, it was like a week and a half ago, got me to go play disc golf with him, mm-hmm. and I instantly liked it a lot. So I played, about every, I played every day this week. I'm playing in the morning. I have a t- – tournament this uh saturday that i'm gonna go to yeah Seth's big time i'm not good it's a really fun game and the best part about it is that it's basically free i mean you gotta buy discs he says basically don't believe that those discs are 15 dollars a piece you can buy sets on i bought a driver yeah yesterday it's only as like any like any true hobby Mm -hmm. it's only as expensive as As you want to to make it you can get one disc you can get a putter, basically. I think that's what Seth told me the pros basically recommend. When you can do good with a putter uh, and start throw it, adding stuff to your bag. Start adding stuff to your bag, exactly. So just don't go in there with an Ultimate Frisbee and think you're ready. You definitely want to get a putter. Ultimate yeah. Frisbees are actually legal. Are they really? I did not know that. What are Ultimate Frisbees? What's the difference? Like a, like a Discraft Ultra Star, man. Like what we used to throw all the time? Like Triple Whammy, you know, Ultra Discraft. <laughs> No, carbon fiber. See, the, the thing with me is, I played, I played a ton of golf in my life. I've thrown a ton of discs in my life, so it's only a matter of time before Connecting you get into disc golf. Tyrell, yeah. you need to come play with me. Where y'all playing at? 
There's courses all over this the place. Heat, yeah, we're Heber. actually surrounded right here. Yeah, it's well, crazy. I, I knew there's one at Fairfield Bay. Heber, Fairfield Bay, Grooves Ferry, Mountain. Grooves Ferry, yeah. There's I like Grooves Ferry. Line. Yeah, there's one in Batesville, Lion College. Probably support. There's a couple the in Batesville. Lion College, yeah. There's a couple in Batesville. In fact, with your skill level, it seems like you've gotten to, AJ. That one will probably be a big confidence booster because I don't think it's as hard as the ones you've been playing. I've just been playing Heber. I don't think it's very hard, is it? Uh, I mean, the distance on Lion... I don't think Lion College has the distance of... Oh, he played okay. the one that we played at? Yeah, he's played it. Yeah, I don't think Lion College has that distance. Okay. We thought it had distance back in college. I used to play with my friends regularly. Apparently, Seth tells me he didn't like it. I remember playing with him a couple of times, but yeah, I like I, I, I've always like appreciated it, but I just never put a lot of time into it. Anyway, uh, so disc golf, yeah, really fun. Uh, I recommend it. It's a great sport. Gets you outside. What discs Almost are you buying? Have you bought discs? I mean, besides the ones I bought with you the other day? God, I owe you $20. We oh, went yeah, to Mountain View. Besides those, yeah. Yeah, I bought a couple. I bought three more yesterday. I bought another putter. Hold on. I bought another putter that is the same. It's the same putter as the one I got. It's a, a Latitude 64 Keystone, but it's uh, it's called plastic. The, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And, boy, it, you can throw it dead straight, but it drops like crazy, like at close range. Mm-hmm. So, uh it's just, I don't know, it's just a variety, but I, I like it a lot. And then I got a real flippy disc craft driver. Like, it's really soft, and it's easy to throw right. And then I got another distance driver. I can't remember what kind it was, but I just want to see if I could throw it. It's a – it might be a dynamic discs. No, it's not. I don't remember. I don't even remember the, the, the disc I bought. Anywho, I can't throw it worth a crap. I can throw the other one pretty good. Me and Tate were out throwing in the field before everyone got here. Oh yeah. yeah. I bought a new I bought a new driver since I lost mine the other day. When I threw it in the pond? No. That was your fairway driver. Yeah. No, I lost one at Persimmon. Oh okay. the first time I played there. You throw it in the water? No, I threw it in the woods and just never could find you it. You couldn't find it. Yeah. But I bought the Macbeth Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sick. Well, I've I've set up a course in my yard yesterday. I have to come play. Which what when I when I was when I played golf like in high school, me and two of my friends that lived close to me, we all had little short courses in our in our yard. We just dig holes with post hole diggers and we go out and just like chip basically. I mean, we didn't have more than a hundred yard shot out there, and. But we each had five holes at our house, and we'd play tournaments. We'd play five holes at one, five holes at the other, and we'd make like three or four rounds to everybody's house, and we'd play all the courses. Our short game was unbelievable. So I figure if I'm throwing discs in my yard at a target – see, the thing is, you can go out and you can just throw a disc, yeah. but if you're not throwing it at something, you're not getting, you're not practicing. That's right. So if you're actually creating shots, and, I mean, I'll get better doing that. Yeah. Um, I will say when I was here, I think when Seth was first getting started, he was already watching the videos – the first thing from, from this sport, just um, I mean, I, I play like I said, I played it before, but I've been putting in half the work that these two guys have put in. The first thing that's going to intimidate you is the brands, the the brands, the material, and the types of disc golf. It is overwhelming. I've just been listening to Seth. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. that sounds good. Thunderbird oh, the material is crazy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I understand, you know, hard plastic, flimsy plastic. Sure, I've got two. The two that I, uh, that Seth loaned me money for, I owe him money for it now. Um, but they're they're soft plastic, and I actually hate them. 
<laughs> um, but I mean, I'll still keep them because who knows? Maybe I'll one day get good enough to use well, if them. If you don't like them, I paid for them. If you want to just give them back to me, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, no, a good uh, idea. Happy Merry Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it's a great sport. You get there, you get exercise, walking around, you're outside in nature. I lost twelve pounds fun. in like the first two weeks that I started playing. I don't it think I've lost hot. any weight. I feel like I need to start playing because yeah, of that. Just because been, of that. Yeah, it's been so hot it when. That definitely plays. It helps out with the, the, the. I haven't been able to play since Saturday, and it's kind of killing me. Yeah, you got to get out there. Been busy. Something that I wanted to bring up, since we're talking about hobbies, next up on the commoner hobby, common life, common <laughs> life. That's it, common life. Um, I just recently, like within the past week, actually got a hold of some wood chisels and a handsaw. So like, I'm. Build us a new table. I am two steps away from being able to woodwork, and I'm I've not been I have not been more excited for it. Build us a new table. I I want to big I, table. Well, there's a all few hand things. carved. Just go cut down yeah. a huge tree, carve it into a table. There's yeah. a few things that I like. I really I actually before I had these tools, I drew up plans for stuff that I wanted: a gaming table, a, a dice box, um, or, um, like. I can't remember. I'll have to go back to my... I have a clipboard at home that has all of my plans. And I tried to scale them. Like, I tried to do, like, precision measurements. And I'm, like... Getting into it? I was into it, like, a year ago. Hmm. I have not had the tools. Can you make me a D6? Out of wood? Yeah. Wormwood, watch out. I figure that would be easiest. I can try. Yeah, definitely. Just whittle me just just a D6. I mean... Definitely do when I can. Well, like sure a it's D6. a lot easier to roll a six than out of the else. bones of AJ's enemies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, I'm game. <laughs> Actually, I have a friend of mine who um, he he ha- he owns like this software company that goes to these different schools in Arkansas, and um, and he has a a 3D printer like a, I guess it's a big time 3D printer at his at his work. Right. And I was telling him about going to play D and D last week, and he goes, "Well, I mean, if you ever want." I've got this software. You just tell me what kind of dice you want to make, and I'll I'll do it. I'll do it for you because I just want to try it. Because he's he's a big like three D printer. Yeah, he's like a big tech nerd, and yeah. he he wants he wants to get all the use out of his three D printer that he can. I mean, if he wants to get used that badly, just go in and just find you some free STLs and just be like, print any of these for me. That, I mean, that's what he's basically right now. He or he told me on Saturday. That he had um, he had a 3D print going that was going to take, I think, somewhere along the lines of one day and 15 hours. Oh my Holy gosh. cow! What was it? I don't know. How that big is his platform? Big. I don't know. That's that's I just I don't know. But he has a computer that is just dedicated to right. that, and he has he actually has a a webcam set up at his work. That watches the computer so that he can go to it on his on a smartphone right. and look at how everything's coming out. That's awesome. You know, yeah. they make industrial grade three D printers that are like on pull behind trailers, and they can print with con- with cement. Mm-hmm. I, I, they had some like in Africa or something. They were printing Building houses, houses with. Yep, that's what I thought. Yeah, it was that a is behind. insane. They have like there's one that you can have multiple filaments in there, and Edge mm-hmm. will tell you the worst part of having a three D printer is trying to break the little the support structures they have one that is uh the computer is smart enough to know what is going to be support structure and you put in a certain kind of filament into a different discharge thing and it 
is uh makes it break away no it you put the thing in water and it will dissolve the oh, structures dude, that's different awesome. is the type of filament that's, cool. that's water dissolvable yep that's so you nice. could actually you you could actually essentially do like a hydro dip of whatever yeah. you're you know yeah. you know whatever you're printing off i mean i'm i'm thinking right now in terms of like miniatures but like yeah you know if you if you 3d printed like i don't know like a a helmet or a you know a mask or something you could hydro dip it it would get rid of the right. the supports and I'm, also- I'm so glad you mentioned hydro dipping because i don't think aj's even gotten to this part of disc golf yet is like stenciling <laughs> your own uh discs and stuff and you, mean just, stenciling? you can put your own like customizable stencil art and and just dye them different crazy colors and stuff oh, i ain't interested in that. oh you will be you are any of the pros doing that? Because it doesn't look like it to me. Okay. That, that's all I've been doing in my free time besides playing disc golf. Is AJ and me like similar things for entirely different reasons. <laughs> it's, it's very true. <laughs> very, very true. Okay, when you watch, say you're, wa- you're going to watch something disc golf on YouTube, what do you watch? What do you watch mean? like a how-to? I watch a lot of how-tos. I ain't watched one how-to. See, you're throwing wrong then. Uh-uh. <laughs> See, that's like that. Like I even joined a Discord, and it's it's called Disc Golf Foundation or something like that. Foundation Disc Golf, and like they have this they little an section. Opportunity, then they could have said Disc Golf Court. <laughs> oh <my laughs> they did, but they have this thing where they will review your. Uh, they have a lot of people on there. Brody Smith's on there. Paul McBeth, I think sometimes t- like they pretty much sell stuff on there. They don't yeah. really talk to people, but um, they you can. There is good people on there who know what they're talking about. They show their, they share their scorecards all the time. They're getting like negative tens and stuff. But they will review your form. You can send them a video. Of you can send control. a video, and I've done it a couple times. And they're like, "Well, this is what you need to do. You're not reaching back far enough here." And then they'll like say, "Here, check out this uh, article. It'll be just explaining the kind of method." And then like, "Check out this video. What he's talking about right here is what you need to be doing more." So yeah, you definitely should be looking at some how-to videos. Well, see, I I learn differently because when I played golf, I would watch that stuff. But then you start realizing every ep- every single article or every every uh magazine golf digest puts out every month we'll have how to fix your slice had have we not fixed it by now i'll tell you this uh disc golf every single person agrees it is fundamentally you have to throw the disc this way yeah but still they don't all throw it they don't all throw exactly the same they're still it's different it's a style thing you watch pros. See what I do. I watch the, the grip pros. is the only thing they change. The throw is exactly the same. I, I watch pros because you learn a lot hearing the announcers talk about it. First of all, second of all, you watch what they're doing. I I get an understanding of something a lot better by watching someone do it than somebody telling me, "Hey, you got to reach back and keep it on this angle." And I don't know. I need to see some, what you're talking about. So watching it, I get a much better idea. First of all, second of all, I mean, like one thing I realized was, oh, none of these guys are throwing the disc straight. It doesn't. You're not, you're not supposed to throw it straight. You're supposed to, you know, make Curve it, it. <laughs> make it work for you. So that, I mean, that helps. It's like trick shots in pool. And I feel like it's a lot easier to, you know, at first kind of get the feel of it, then go to trying. But to also, I watch tournaments just showing how, like, they usually have four people on a card, and you watch. Yeah. them all throw on the same holes yeah that's that's, cool. that's all i've been watching 
and I, I mean I, I really enjoy it first of all but second of all I don't know I've learned a lot about the game like that I mean you don't get better doing that no definitely not <laughs> I mean you get more of the idea and I mean me playing guitar I can read tabs I can try to read music I can do whatever but if I can just watch somebody play a song I can play it I just need to see okay what what position are they doing this in oh it's right there now I can figure it out it's how I've always been. If I watch somebody do something and then try, I, I have to learn it by watching it and then doing it myself. I can't have somebody, I can't read tips and then go do You're it. You're like Russell Crowe in, what was his mathematical movie? I know beautiful what you're talking mind. about. Beautiful yep. mind. You have a beautiful mind. You just can see someone do something yeah, you, and you, you comprehend it. You are schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Chased by the government. But, no, I mean, if you. It, I have to always, be explained thoroughly. This is why AJ can never teach me guitar. He's like, just watch what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Dude, if I could, if I could, if I could learn how to hold my hands with the chords, mostly whenever it comes to music, I've always been a, like in, in the literal sense, play it by ear. Whatever I hear, I will replicate. If that means hitting this, you know, going through the chords over and over again until it sounds right. Yeah, that's usually how I do it. But I don't know how to play chords on a guitar, you know. So, right. So I've I could never do that. Well, see, they they always say if you want to get better at the guitar or whatever, like whoever you like, just try to do what they do. Watch what they're doing, and then try to do, try to do what they're doing. That's how I've learned everything I've ever learned. That just does it. not even make any sense. Yeah, to me. Are you serious? You have because to have a. A basic knowledge of what you're if you, doing. Yeah, but if you have it, yeah, you can't just go. Oh, I want yeah, to play, I want to play like Jimi Hendrix. Give me a guitar. I'm going to play like Jimi no, Hendrix. No, that's not. It's not the same. Like, yeah, you have to have a fundamental understanding. See, that's why I watch how-to videos, though. I can't learn to throw like Paul McBeth unless I figure out how to throw a frisbee first. Right. And, well, yeah, but you already you have a fundamental understanding of how to throw a frisbee. They're just I throwing did, it a and it little was wrong, bit. And then I started watching other videos and learned how. Like, well, if you're you've gonna, seen my distance, how much if, it's improved. If you're gonna throw, if you're gonna throw an ultimate disc, you do not throw it like you throw a golf disc. Well, that's why you should watch a video on how to throw. Right, a, but I'm a just saying golf. you have a fundamental understanding of how to throw a disc, just not a golf disc. Yeah. Okay. So once somebody, once you see, oh, they're just doing it like this. Now you have to do it. But you could you could watch somebody throwing it throwing a golf disc and go oh they're not flicking their wrists they're pulling it back and rotating. I handed Anthony a disc today and I told him exactly where he was going to throw it and it landed exactly. Did it go dead left? Dead left. Sure did. did. Right over. I mean, oof. Anyway, that's enough about disc golf. Yeah, we're getting excited here. No, we can still think about hobbies, though. I have gotten super more into D&D here lately. Again. like Oh, really? I am so freaking ready to play. It's the creative... Once you un, like unwrap those creative juices, like it's just about creation. And that's what I figured out is my deal. Any kind of hobby where I can create, where something. I can create something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that whole campaign. You know? Like creating a campaign creating something out of a block of wood uh those are the two hobbies really that i have i mean that's about i want to play so bad like there's so many characters i want to play but also i'm already like thinking okay what kind of campaign are we doing next what am i writing what are we like what kind of characters do we want to make do we want to be a mercenary group do we want to be I actually just started doing a just one-on-one, me and my girlfriend, she's the only player, 
and we're just doing it one thing. The thing I found is the most fun is she's the main character. So uh, we've only played twice now, but it's a load of fun. What are y'all doing? I want to hear about this. Uh, I, I told you I want to create a world, and I've I've got like like I I, I I do the exact opposite of what you've read to do. I'm like, what's the pantheon? How does this world like? How does this world function? What makes it run? And I just overwhelmed myself in the past doing that. Well, finally, I was just like, let's, let's shorten this down a little bit. Okay, so village in the middle of the forest. It's going to call the West Wood, whatever. And finally, I, I talk, I, we've talked about it uh, back in, I think, December, as far, as far back as December. And I was like, well, what if, what if just me and you play? And she's like, she told me she would be into it. But you know, she had to make a character. Eventually, we did finally make her character. We, we, she, after she, she thought about it um, with all the classes because I ramble about this stuff all the time. Can I guess what class she chose? Go for it. Druid. She did choose druid <laughs> because out of all the classes, a druid is the thing you want to be if you are all alone. You got magic. You got wild shape. You can get out of sticky situations. You are powerful by every sense of the word because wild shape. I mean, it just you, you can make a tank. You can make a healer. You can make um, you can be a damage dealer. If you did Circle of the Moon too, you could your your shifting is is even more powerful. Yeah. yeah, she hasn't. She's not level. She's level one still. We played twice. She's still level one. I am running it through experience, but anything she does gives her experience. She's like she's done three little quests I've already set up. Next campaign, I'm doing experience. Yeah, I I, I like experience because I feel like it's an accurate judge of mm-hmm. what you've accomplished. Um, thinking about y'all's campaign, y'all probably are a little higher level than you should be. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's not necessarily. I don't know when to give you a level. Like it's right. really hard to be like, all right, this right. is the time. I think it'll slow the game down a lot by doing experience. Yeah, I think it definitely does. Yeah, Even well, if you that's do, the problem. There's, there's. Why um, is that a problem? Well, no, there, there's, there's, it's more there's trajectories you can use. There's slow, medium, and fast. And the fast one is just like I think it's like a hundred points you get to level one, whereas the medium is three hundred. Or sorry, level two. Level two normal trajectory is three hundred points. That's the one me and uh, me and my girlfriend are doing. She's she's only got one hundred and sixty right now. She's done three quests. She killed some rats. She uh, fought some wolves off with her level five hunt ranger dad. Um, and then she um, the third one wasn't even combat. She actually she brewed a um, a tonic for somebody in the village who wasn't feeling good. Are you recreating Fable or Oblivion? Uh, I've only played Fable 2, so no. Just making sure. I do take... He- I'm just like Seth. I take heavy inspiration from the things around me. Oh, man. Like, I've, I, like, uh, I like Magic the Gathering, so a epic character of the past named Jace, totally okay with me. <laughs> um, I, I like Fairy Tale, a fire wizard named Natsu. Probably going to happen. I love taking inspiration from uh, things that I, I like, comics, anime, all that stuff. In fact, the campaign me and Seth did... With uh, with Rudy that we've mentioned before, we mentioned last time. I think I mentioned it for a second, but we didn't actually name it. My character was a fire wizard who I named based off of the god of death from Gundam Wing duo Maxwell. But I'm actually I was actually playing him with a very similar backstory to Natsu Dragneel from Fairy Tale. So <laughs> very very similar. Nice. Yeah. I love taking inspiration from things around me. It's it's why I'm the, just like Tate. I love making characters. Mm-hmm. I've got man. I want to. I I love the paladin class so much, and I have not played a paladin but like once in my entire life. And that campaign didn't even we didn't level up. We ended before we even began. Basically, I love the druid that I created for that uh, curse of Strahd. I thought that was. I want a freaking dinosaur wielding uh, uh, lizard folk oh, nice. druid. 
Druid, Druid folk, Druid, or Lizard folk, Druid now so bad just because I was I was so like into that character and what went and then everything thematically played into it. Dinosaurs exist. I mean, I, I would need an area where dinosaurs exist where he where you know where the character's been around him because I want him to be part of his character. So I don't necessarily I. I hate saying I don't want to be limited by what the DM has prepared for me. So I like to have, I like to know, I don't, the, it's, I really admire what you are doing starting level zero. That it's risky for me because I always have like a plan. So I would probably have ended up doing the same thing as you guys. Just screw all the planning. We're just going to see what happens. Yeah. But when I have a plan, when we start at any level above one, I'm already making a plan. Something's happened. Sometimes it's dead parents, that, that old fun cliche, because who doesn't need dead parents in D&D? <laughs> um, and then other times, you know, my parents are fine, but, you know, something else horrible happened to me. I always have tragic backstories, it seems like. I love the story thing, but, like, ironically, whenever I think of creating stuff, I am kind of a min-maxer myself. Like, mm-hmm. I know what builds I want to do, right. and that's yeah. what I want to make. Like I don't know if I could have been AJ and been like I was going to be a bard, but I got pissed off. <laughs> There's so no way I'm I could going have done barbarian, that. and that's why I admire Quincy so much. There's no way I would. have I don't done know it. if I could. I would have been like, look, I'm just going to be a really angry bard and vicious mockery. My girlfriend died in front of me, and then that's how. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, that's how I would play it. The deal is, I rolled. I mean, my stats were flat. And w- I mean, I got my charisma bonus because of our backgrounds that we took. Right. But you out of here? Yeah, man, I gotta get going. All right. All yeah, right. it's. I didn't not realize how late it had got. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Tate. Hey. Anyway, I was saying, I rolled completely flat. I mean, like I've got strength index is fourteen, fifteen. Con, I think's fifteen. Uh, wisdom was like. 12, 11 or 12, and my intelligence is 10, and charisma 17. So, so, I mean, I didn't roll anything spectacular. Bad barbarian, great bard. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a good bard. But even, so let's go barbarian. Couldn't help it. <laughs> it'd be hard for me. Yeah. I like it, though. Uh, yeah, I, I love seeing it. I, I, in fact, when you first revealed it, it's like, I'm a barbarian. I was just like... He had this in mind the whole time. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I was kind of wondering if that came as a surprise to listeners because we none of us had a class yet. I mean, yeah. I was playing music at the at the local. It was tavern. clear to see. Yeah, you supposed were supposed to be a bard. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah definitely. When you revealed that you were a barbarian, I was like, like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like, I saw your stat sheet. You're not a barbarian. I have news for you. <laughs> You've been planning this entire time to be a bar. Well, I did know. not know that my grandpa and love interest were going to die in the same week. So. It makes you a very angry person. What is life? Really? I mean, you're an intimidating barbarian for sure because of how that whole system works. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be fun. Oh, I want to play, which I think that... Do you have a, any hobby you want to talk about, Tyrell? Stellaris. No. <laughs> actually, I've gotten back into playing Ghost Recon Wildlands, actually. Oh, yeah. But that's... Brief on the console. Yeah, yeah let's go on. Let's do a quick on the console. A quick on the console? Yeah, quick on the console. Do we, do we want... I'm not playing anything. I just want to talk about what's coming. Okay, I'll, I will say one. Fable's coming back. Fable's coming back. The uh, only an reason... Xbox. You don't have to. You can play it on... Any Xbox exclusive is also... PC exclusive. Ah. Uh, Xbox is shooting itself in the foot by doing that because any Xbox exclusive, quote unquote, is available on PC now. 
So, I mean, if I want to play Fable, I can get it on my laptop. Probably still have to have an Xbox account, though. I mean, uh, yeah, an Xbox. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Microsoft account is an Xbox. I've been playing the Ratchet and Clank game on PS4. I've beaten it twice now. News I got to get trophies. For you, they're going to put the Miles Morales Spider-Man, which is a $40 game, and you're going to get a remastered for PS5 Spider-Man game. But the one that you have that yep. I've played and love? Yeah. Awesome. For $60, you're going to get both those games, and that's freaking Woo. awesome. So the, the games are going to be that cheap? No, games are actually going to go up to like seventy dollars. I think. Of course they are. Yeah. What about the console? Are we get any prices on that? They haven't told any. They haven't told any beginning prices yet. Nope. Xbox didn't either. Speculation for the Xbox right now: Series X is five hundred dollars, but nothing official. Okay, P- well that's reasonable. Sony's right? probably going to be cheaper than that. I thought it'd be bit. higher. I thought. I think the. What was our over under bet? I said six hundred. I think. I said I? under five. I, I, I took the highest. It, uh, Tyrell, Tyrell was in between. I here. think I agreed with Sony's going to cut them. So, Sony's going to undercut Xbox because it's a. Them, like, yeah, but does. But go ahead. Sorry. I think they'll undercut on the disc list, but not the disc one. I think that one will either stay competitive or be able, or be able more. I didn't watch the PS5 reveal, but is it uh, in 8K like the Xbox Series X? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, there is no difference. In, except for exclusives. Yeah, except for exclusives. Yeah, their power is almost usually exactly the same. Right. Yeah, they'll be about the same. Yeah. But yeah, that's one problem with Xbox though is like every exclusive game you can get on PC. And if I can get Fable on my laptop, I'm going to play Fable on my laptop and then I don't ever have to have an Xbox. And that's awesome. Right. That's the only game that's not, I um, would be interested in for Xbox, and I told y'all that. Like, They would make me think about it the most, and if I can get it on my, right. my laptop, that's what I'll do. Well, here's that's, hoping that... Uh, I was just going to say, here's hoping that uh, Fable 4 is actually going to be better than Fable 3 was. I love Fable 3 better than any of them. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh. That story was freaking cool. awesome. Managing the kingdom, trying to, uh, to save money to go against this. That story was so good. Like, you think the king's evil, and then it's really he's just doing what he has to do to try to defeat this coming evil, and then you become the king, and you pretty much do exactly the same thing he's doing, or you don't, and you suck, and everyone <laughs> dies because you weren't able to raise enough money to protect your people. It's awesome. Well, Great storytelling. It just seemed like he's lacking a lot of the mechanics that the previous games had. I never played the first one. I played the second one. I love the whole getting to kill your sister. That was That was savage. Yeah. Do I want the best weapon in the game, or do I want a sister? I'm a min-maxer, son. I'm killing my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I played Fable 1. I didn't play one. Fable 1 had this really cool thing where you like you were sent to a prison, ironically, um, and you had to beat someone in a race to escape, and it took me years like if you lost the race, you could only race every once, every year or something, or every five years or something like that. So like if you lost, you stayed there and you got older and you got older and you got older, and that was hilarious. I cannot for the life of me remember the story for Fable. I've never played one of those games. I can't picture even what it looks like. I don't. The Seth story took a turn. I thought he was going to say it actually took him years to no, leave no, no, no. the no. prison of the first level. Of I don't game. think I beat that game, though. I think I quit like right after I did escape from the prison or something. That's what, the last thing I remember about that game. I don't. What's Fable 2 about? I can't remember Fable I, 2. I wanna, I've only played the one where you, you, you make a huge decision based off your character where you can either sacrifice, make a sacrifice, which is your sister in the, in the game. Yes, 
Is that the second one, isn't it? I think because I think that's the only one I've ever played. I don't think I've ever played. Fable I thought your one. sister was just the blind chick. She is, but you you can save her, or you um you you kill the bad guy, and then you can either walk away with her and you're the good guy, or you sacrifice her and you get the evil weapon anyway. Because she ends up being really important to the the creation of some powerful weapon. I think a sword, probably sword bow something. I wanted it. I wish they'd remake the Fable games. I love them. And then I really love Fable 3. That's the one I play the most of. Yeah. I want to say I I knew of it. I think I, had a, I watched a friend play the end where he was managing his kingdom. Maybe I played it some. I don't, I don't think I played Fable 3 much. Um, but there's a DC thing coming out next month. And they're going to announce a whole bunch of DC movies and DC games and stuff. And I it's going to be freaking awesome. I can't That'd wait for cool. that. They're having their own like expo or something. Yep. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned to hear about Batman games. Yeah. Did you ever play Batman anymore? I'm Batman. I haven't yet. No. I'm going to. I'm going to. Have you guys seen that uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. I want to buy that game. Yeah, I thought it looked cool. I, I did not realize that that was an actual historical event that actually took place. That's oh, awesome. I didn't, oh, I didn't either. That is the invasion of the Mongol army into Japan. Is what that is about. And that one oh. they built the wall. Yeah. I. I hear they're going to release that for PS5. I don't know if I'm going to buy another PS4 game. It looks game. beautiful. It does. It looks really good. And everyone loves it. Apparently, it's scoring super well. Yeah, I'm definitely... Oh, that, that's the one you were showing me in that Mexican restaurant, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I might just wait to get that on PS5. Yeah, I was reading about it, and then I, I was like, wait a minute. That's kind of... Awesome. I mean, it's not you know super realistic or anything like that, but like the actual event that actually did happen yeah. is actually what's based on I was afraid it was going to be like For Honor. Was that that game? For Honor? Oh, I thought yeah. I figured it was going to be I was like super excited for that, but then didn't have the money to get it at the time of release. Waited. No one liked Glad it. Glad I did. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> yeah, was, I think they've made quite a few adjustments to it now. It's actually right. fairly decent. Wasn't it pretty much like... Rock, paper, scissors against people. You yeah. had to choose a high attack versus their low attack to win and stuff. Like, I think so. It's just basically fancy rock, paper, scissors. Right. Except in live action. Yeah. So if they rock, paper, scissors faster than you, you still die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I used rock, but then he just moved to paper faster than I could use the scissors. <laughs> well, so. uh. Can't wait for the the PS5 to come out. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely wait. Big thing for me is I want to know the price, and then we'll see from there. Because I want one. Uh, just that'll be a big determinant. I'm probably gonna get one like first release because I can't, I just want to play uh, Cyberpunk so bad. That Cyberpunk does. looks so so good. Yeah, yeah. that does look pretty. I just don't know if I'm if I have enough time to play video games to warrant getting a new system. Yeah. I thought you were for sure getting a new system because you haven't had one in so long. I'm going to, but I'm just... Whether or not he waits for November to see if there's a good sale makes a big difference. Here is my question, being where we live and all that, which I'm sure, Seth, you probably won't have any problem with with your internet and stuff, but downloads and updates, are they going to require you to even be able to play the game? Xbox definitely will because, I mean, that's just Xbox. Mm. Well, I mean, my games, I've never had a problem with that, but that was an older console. Mm-hmm. Now, with this new one, what are they going to do? Yeah. Well, what they, what Sony's, I mean, I don't, I've never had an Xbox, but what, what PlayStation's always done is if it requires an update, the game comes with it packaged on the disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Xbox is, Microsoft's rough on their, their people. They want you to have internet really yes, bad. Yes, they do. Well, yeah, that's, that's they, one thing about PlayStation. Like, 
Well, I mean, either one of them, if you never have them hooked up to the internet, it ain't never going to try to download an update, right? You just play the old version of the game. Right. Xbox won't let you, though. Their newer game. Do they not come packaged with the update or something? Mm-mm, I don't think so. They right, Tyrell? No. Okay, well, like, if you buy a new game, you can play it, any, like, any way you want. But, like, you don't have to worry about updates or anything. But, like, if you get online with it, it will require oh, you to yeah, update. Yeah, yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is, is, like, what if the new consoles require you to update it when you put it in the first time. The PlayStation 4 did require that. What like if you put in let's say you you have a you have a first day release PS4 yeah. back when they came out. And then you don't have internet, you wait a year, you're like, "Oh, I love this game. This game sounds really cool. I want to buy it." You buy it, it's like, "Well, to play this, you need PS4 3.2 and yeah. you're at 1.0." Well, the game comes with whatever will update you to that point. Yeah. Okay. It, oh, it's supposed okay. to be packaged with the disc. So that that way, people without internet can still play the games that they purchase. Okay. At least that that's how it, that's how it used to work. I'm well, assuming hopefully that's what they continue to do. Yeah, I'm assuming it'll stay. Them getting away from discs, like that's just the future. Like they're going to yeah. get Dumb. away with discs. I've gotten a few games and downloaded them like that on my Xbox. I want to. I've downloaded some games, true, but like that should just be a choice. But like now they're making consoles that won't even take a disc. Right. That's the future. They, they've done the same discs. thing with software. Yeah, you have to pay extra to get a dang disc. You do, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'll pay it every time. But you can also go on their website and download it for free. Yeah, every time, most most of the time, um, the, the trial uh, versions at least. Yeah, I, I definitely want to agree with y'all, but about disc. But my three terabyte PS4 hard drive that I bought and put in myself, that's nearly full of games I've downloaded onto it, has to disagree with you. <laughs> Well, we just don't have the internet. Yeah, I just yeah, I just move it where I do have it. Uh, we have we have good internet. I want my to, work. to when I get a PS5, I want you to get me like a whatever high crazy terabyte, so I don't ever have to worry about deleting games. Yeah. My PS, I I bought the I've, Pro. I bought the you, PS4 you the Pro, Pro with a terabyte I, hard drive. I have to juggle things all the time. Like I have to do like, well, am I ever going to play this game again? No, nope, guess can, not. Can delete you just it. Bust in there and swap the hard drive out. Of them? They're just the same as like a like a yep. PC hard drive. The uh, the PS4. I mean, the PS4. The motherboard has the uh, software on it built in. So when it recognizes, oh, I've never used. As long as the hard drive is formatted that it can be seen. I remember when that was such a no no. It'll it'll uh, it'll say oh okay I can just format this for you and it'll be a PlayStation hard drive now so I just Mr. Comstock would like he would sometimes do certain students Xboxes or something he would like break in there and oh, add jailbreaking Xbox was a big thing yeah back when we were in high school and then he wouldn't do it for some like it was really but he did it for his sons like I don't know man it was well he probably didn't want to tear people's stuff up it, yeah it's risky. Especially if you ever have an actual problem and you have to send it in, then they're just like, "We're not fixing it." Yeah. So that's on the console. That's on the console. Do we have any other topic? Uh, I was going to say, I mean, we probably should shut it down. And Dustin, you'll have to come back on so you can talk about esports. Definitely, since definitely. you're on the since up. you're on that. Um, but um, I was going to say, we got some stuff coming, coming up, but we we can't say a lot about the Tiger School thing, yeah. so. Um, I'm finally going to get to play, though. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to be uh, probably doing a little uh, side fun campaign, and I'm going to DM it for whoever happens to be here on the nights that we don't play commoners. It might just be me and Tyrell. Might just be Seth Tyrell. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Whoever happens to show up, we'll do something, and it'll be a fun little thing on the side. Um, and also... Uh, we've never talked about it on the podcast. We've talked about our 1v1 battles, I think. But we're going to have a YouTube series called 5th uh, Edition Face-Off where we take uh, uh, 
player's handbook classes and took them to level five and we fought each other random draw tournament style bracket style kind of thing and we filmed some of it we haven't filmed the whole thing but we're going to start posting that soon each one of us got two classes each and we're finding out which class is the best at level five which it still depends on dice rolls and stuff like that but it gives you a pretty good gauge i think whoever seth is playing yeah yeah seth is all high on himself because he won his first two so anyway that'll be on youtube shortly and uh we got some more. We I think we got some cool stuff coming with Tiger Skull. We've me and A that J have both been reaching out to him. Really cool guy. We appreciate your uh, your support, Alex. Uh, looking forward to continuing working with you. Tiger Skull RPG. Tiger Skull RPG. Ooh. His girlfriend said we have nice voices for podcasting. Too. Yeah, I think she's just never listened to a podcast. <laughs> it's the only the only podcast she's ever listened to. Yeah. No, it's, that's me. It's me tweaking the EQs just right. Yeah. Something my coworker told me today when I mentioned to him that I'm going to be coming in and doing this podcast tonight. Just a, just a reminder to all of you out there, Joe Rogan started in his in his living room too. So, oh, did he? Yeah. I saw some video of his early stuff. It was bad. <laughs> well, like the, I when we first started doing this, I went back and listened to the first Critical Role episode. It sounded horrible. Oh, yeah. When they were still in their bedroom? Yeah. Yeah, they even said we apologize for the sound. Yeah, I mean AJ apologized once for our sound. Yeah, yeah. The very first episode. I mean, it's I didn't know how to record it. I recorded it with like two mics, and it was really echoey, kind of. But like, you can probably still tell on this, but I've figured out some stuff. So we're getting better and better. This this last one from this last Saturday, I think, is the best audio we've had. And I don't know what we did differently. It was just and we, we had, had eight, so many. People. We had eight microphones yeah. set up. I don't know how it wasn't a disaster, but. Yeah sounds really good all the bodies were like breaking down the air yeah it's been absorbing the yeah. sound yeah. that's what it was so seth always needs to have eight people here yeah, yes. no matter who can't make it yeah we're gonna have to start setting up bleachers in the kitchen or something so people can come yeah. watch mm-hmm. we, we need a we need people to cheer for us yeah. yeah it'll be the main character couch the secondary main character couch and then the gallery yeah, yeah. everybody else <laughs> no, that's the other party we couldn't do that they'd be over there whispering and laughing and Hey, we've got some big news coming. I've got some personal news that we're going to get into a couple weeks from now. Um, it's it's exciting being on the podcast right now. We're we're really enjoying it, I think. Everyone's enjoying it. Hopefully everyone's enjoying it. Well, I don't know why they'd be listening to it if they weren't enjoying it. We appreciate you guys listening. Reach out to us on Instagram. Check out Tiger Skull RPG. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have two videos on there. Go get those views up there yeah and uh get your friends involved get everybody listening to us and everyone should play go try it go play some D&D we good out we're out of here thanks for listening to this episode of Say It in Common with the Commoners of D&D be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Commoners Official so you never miss an episode or anything else You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Commoners, for even more exclusive content. We'll see you next time.